One Team Media. Welcome to the DGD Podcast, the Georgia Bulldogs podcast for dogs. From the gun again on first down, fires wide, Juan Daniels, touchdown Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go dogs! Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Big day today, and first and foremost, I'm going to bring on uh, a recent partner here, a uh, recent sponsor, uh, La Terrain Watches. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on. Absolutely. Look, if you're watching this show, I have some new La Terrain gear here. Uh, the glasses, love these shades, uh, dark, even inside right now. I'm going to take them off eventually, I promise. Uh, but definitely yeah, love the you know the look, you know, and it feels comfortable on your face. You know, I have a big head, so definitely comfortable on my face. And also rocking the legacy right here. I don't know if anybody can see it. Oh, there we go. Very sleek, very sleek watch. Uh, But look, I want to take some time here. Obviously just became sponsor uh, for the DGD podcast. So I wanted to bring you on and let people know about Lots of Rain, uh, you know, what Lots of Rain is about, uh, the products that you offer, things like that. Everything about Lots of Rain, you know, it may not be, uh, a name that you're familiar with, but I think it should become a name that you're familiar with. So, Dave, I'm going to let you take it away. Uh, tell us what Lots of Rain is about. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, hello to all. Hello, to everyone. Um, so Lots of Rain is a watch brand. It's one of the ones that, uh, you know, I started about three years ago now, um, really trying to find, like, value in what people are buying the current watches that are out there in the price range that we sell in, you know, I found some things that I liked, didn't like, and I've always been a watch collector. Um, and as part of that, I wanted to do something myself. And so taking a look at what else was out there, taking a look at what I personally liked having owned and collecting watches now for a while, uh, started to make my own. And as part of that, started to figure out like what specifications would work best, like what features people love, like what designs people like, what style they like. The legacy on your wrist right now was actually the second version of a watch that we had, I initially had at launch of the brand uh, where we got customer feedback on it and we just kept improving and kept working. I kept working out. And now we have what we, you have on your wrist now. And so it's, it's a labor of love. It's a, a dedication. And it's just really exciting for us because we're able to talk to so many people, uh, talk to people like you yourself, talk to all of our customers. They just hear about how much they love the watches, hear about how much they love the sunglasses, some of the we sell bracelets, some of the straps that we have. And it's just been a, such a fun journey. Um, we have a lot planned. We want to continue to grow. And uh, from from just being a part of it, it's been really special seeing how, you know, just stories people have about their watches, you know. Um you know, we think about where we've been in places and you know, memories that we've had and like what we've worn, what we had in our wrist. And it's more than just telling time. It's just more like an heirloom as well. That you can pass down to uh, your family and friends and uh, just uh, really been exciting being a part of it all. Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing, one of my favorite things so far. And I, and I ju- look, I just got the stuff in today. Uh, you know, it's not really sunny here where I am right now. So it's kind of hard to really say just how good they are, but I, from the looks and how dark it was in here, I can only see uh, how good they're going to be. I just have a feeling it's going to be pretty dark, and, and that's helpful for me. Uh, but the watches, look, 
genuine leather watch, right? The legacy, genuine leather. You can tell because it's tight fitting, right? It's you could tell. But uh, one of the things that I'm going to be dealing with is, you know, I can feel it. It's kind of loosening up. So really comfortable feel here. I know the uh, red crest that I got as well. I love that clasp type uh, feel to it as well. It's very comfortable. Uh, you know, both watches that I got. So I got the legacy. I got the red crest and both of them have the sleek face and I love it. Uh, I'm not one for true extravagant type faces. Uh, that's just preference. Right. But um, mm -hmm. but definitely sleek. Uh, you know, if everybody has their own preference. But I'm 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 in love with it so far, and, and can't wait to keep rocking it. And obviously, the glasses look. You know, go to a Georgia game, even if it's daytime or nighttime, you still got them. You, you know, and they really I love the piece right here, uh, the red at the end, right? The red is going to be a nice little contrast for me. Uh, so, like I said, I'm looking forward to wearing this stuff. Look, if you're not familiar with the product, I highly suggest taking a look at the website. But you know, there's some history behind the name La Terrain. Mm -hmm. um, Tell me, tell us more about that. Oh yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So, when we were, when I was looking at starting my own watch company, you know, it sounds kind of crazy to say that, right? But when I was looking to start my own watch company, uh, I was looking through my family history, uh, what we could use for a name, what the meaning of those names would be, and I went back to when my family first migrated to America. Um, it was back in the 1880s, uh, actually 1893 was the exact year. And they boarded on a cruise liner called the SS La Terrane. And that brought my great-grandparents over to America, where my entire family has been ever since. And it's just, you know, that ship carried an entire family's, like, hopes and dreams on it. They were coming from Italy. They didn't have a ton of money. They came over to America, started an entirely new life for themselves. And now, you know, my family, you know, we, I just had... Yeah, you know, I just had my own son and, you know, it's just tr tradition carrying that forward. And that name symbolizes, you know, new beginnings and hope. And as part of that, you know, the watch names are tied to that. So we talk about legacy. Well, that's the legacy of generations of people being in this country, um, you know, and it just goes on from that. It's, it's truly like a family type of brand, family type of experience because of these things. And, uh, Here's a nice little tidbit that I learned more about the SS La Terrain. It was a cruise liner for France, but it was also one of the ships that was trying to radio for help when the Titanic was sinking. It was actually on site there. Uh, and so it, it had a very good run for the 20 to 30 years it was in the ocean before, you know, World War One. Uh, so it definitely has a lot of good, good vibes to it. Absolutely. So for people watching the show, I've put a uh, caption at the bottom uh, for the website to La Terrain. Uh, also, if you know, if you're listening here, uh, it is basically La-Terrain, T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And you can also find it on my website, DGDpodcast.com. Uh, look for La Terrain in the navigation. Uh, if that's easier for you, it will get you to where you need to be. Uh, just as obviously, uh, as we're live here in the chat, uh, people are you know, taking a definite look here and interest. So I'm, I'm glad to see the interest here. Um, you know, talking about the La Terrain, right? I'm curious to see if it's in the movie Titanic. I need to go back and watch that movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> see if see if it's in there or mentioned. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see. But uh, but definitely, you know, I know you're based out of Charlotte, right? You're based out of yeah. Charlotte. So it, it's pretty nice to have ties, you know, close by. Um, obviously, Charlotte, you know, if you're a Georgia fan and you're listening – uh, Charlotte's a prominent city that you're getting familiarized here uh, September 4th as Georgia goes up and faces Clemson in Bank of America Stadium. But, uh, you know, so I know you, st you started 
you know, with branding, right? That's that's always the hardest part, right? Is finding a name. Yeah. And uh, and it kind of makes sense with the lot terrain. You know, it brings this to me, in my opinion, it brings this like elegance, right? The name alone kind of brings this elegance. Um, and really it kind of shows and reflects through the products. Uh, you know, obviously as recent as we've become the sponsors or, you know, you've become the sponsor here, uh, I'm already seeing, you know, the result of, you know, the elegance, but it's also, you know, for people that are interested in watches, it's, you know, it's, it's a luxury style look, it's a luxury feels, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's definitely not a luxury price tag. And, you know, for somebody that, you know, it's, you know, blue collar type person that's working, uh, you know, it looks to me like just through the website, you've got these things for, you know, black tie affairs. You've got, you know, everyday type things. And I'm and I'm sure uh, consistently and constantly on, you know, new designs for all these different types of scenarios. Right. Whether it be, you know, your everyday, uh, you know, outdoors type things like that. Uh, are, are you have anything uh, in the works right now that people might be interested in kind of here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And that was the whole point of the that was the whole point. Right. I, in my opinion, there are a lot of overpriced watches out there and there are a lot of them don't have very good uh, pieces to them. Right. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring in quality at a lower price point. So if you look at that legacy, too, that you're wearing, it has a Swiss movement in it. Um, that's going to be a, that's going to last you, you know, the battery in that is going to last you a good four years. Um, whereas if you look at the price range, some of them are using movements that are, you know, that have no name on them, you know, just not very good. So I want to provide quality at a lower price point and the elegance of having a very nice watch that isn't going to break the bank because people deserve nice things and I want to make sure that they can afford them. Um, and so, uh, what I'm working on right now is to kind of fill out the rest of the collection. So we have a chronograph called the compass. We have the legacy two, which is kind of a dressy minimalist look. We have the red crest as well for that sleek, stylish black tie event type look. Uh, we have a navigator, which is our pilot watch, which is, um, one of our first automatic watches. So it's a self winding automatic. Uh, we have the Voyager 1893 collection, which is our top of the line flagship product. Um, currently sold out of those, but I'm trying to try to get more in stock. And what I'm working on now is a diver. Uh, it's going to be a diver watch. It's going to have a traditional diver look to it. It's going to allow you to basically take it with you anywhere. You won't have to worry about getting it wet. You won't have to worry about going into going to the beach with it, going, you know, Wrightsville is popular here in North Carolina. You can, you know, you can get it underwater, you can get anything you want, and it'll be able to survive it. No, no questions asked. So yeah, really trying to just bring that quality. Yeah, really just trying to bring that quality and that dependability so that everyone knows that, you know, I have this on my wrist. It's, I don't have to worry about it. Uh, let leave the worrying to me in terms of uh, <laughs> you know servicing or anything like that. You're good to go with one of our watches. Absolutely. You know, so if you're interested here, uh, you know, if you're on the website and you find something you're interested about, just want to throw this out here. Use code DGD and you get 10 percent off your purchase site wide. There's no restrictions there. Um, so I, I noticed some of the comments here. So I just definitely wanted to throw that out there. Uh, you know, look, I, I used it as well just to test it out, guys. It works. It works. So there's no you know, if you're hesitant, there you go. Um, you know, Look, you're supporting the DGD podcast. You're supporting a damn good product in lots of rain. Dave, I, I know I know you're not familiar or you're not versed in college football here, but, um, I, you know, you, we were talking uh, offline. Uh, one of the things that I really noticed was with Charlotte, right, when you have these big games, 
you know, Charlotte is a hectic place, hectic yeah. place to be. So you know, <laughs> if you're listening and you're a dog fan or a Clemson fan, I, I, you know, whatever, prepare yourself, understand what you're getting into. Uh, Charlotte's a big city, right? Like it's lovely city. Love it. But, um, Definitely something you want to keep keep an eye out for. You know, are you what are your preparation here, right? What are your preparation, uh, res, you know, for for the September fourth, right? How's that going to be? I, I feel like it's going to be just ridiculous. Oh yeah, so I would recommend people show up the day before if you can. Um, Parking is going to be at a premium. You're going to want to get as close to the stadium as you can from a walking perspective. Um, you know, you you'll actually get to see the team buses going through going through the downtown we the charlotte we call it uptown but it's downtown and yeah. you'll see the team you'll see the team buses going through for each of the teams um there's plenty of places for you to sit and watch the game at if you can't get into the stadium uh but you know be prepared there's going to be a lot of people walking around there's gonna be a lot of people on the street and the traffic is to get into the city will be backed up so get there early and have a great time you're gonna love it yeah absolutely but the with with the game being as a hundred percent uh, hopefully, hopefully Mecklenburg County doesn't make any kind of changes there. Uh, I know, I think the mask mandate is in effect there. Uh, yeah. so if, if you're listening in Georgia and you're making the trip up stuff here, uh, answer that. So definitely bring a mask. Um, you know, Jay asks is why many are selling their tickets, injuries, or masks. You know, I, I, honestly, Jay, I'm not entirely sure. Like I said, the mask mandate's in effect for Mecklenburg County. Um, so, do, like I said, do bring a mask. Uh, haven't heard anything. I don't know, Dave, have you heard anything in regards to attendance on outdoor events or anything like that? No, I haven't heard anything about the attendance, but, uh, yeah, the mask mandate went into effect actually Wednesday. So okay. now if you're if you're going, you should bring one with you now, you know. That's all I can really say about it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I do know that there are several places around here that will provide them for you. Uh, I don't know if the stadium will, but if you go into, say, like a grocery store or some retail location, sometimes they'll have uh, stands right in the front for you to grab a mask for free. So uh, especially the restaurants that are around the stadium, I would think that they might have something should you run into that, should you run into that problem. Definitely thinking that, you know, thinking about it, because I went to a couple NFL games there. You know, there is a lot of bars slash restaurants mm-hmm. around right around the, the stadium. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's something that they're preparing for. I don't know. It's going to bring a lot of revenue, like I said earlier. So oh, yes. definitely would think that they'll be prepared. Uh, but also, you know, if, like I said, Georgia fans are making that trip up. Look, it's a lot of money for these tickets. Want to make sure that you can actually get into the game. So, like I said, do it safe. Be prepared. Bring a mask. Uh, and, and Dave, look. And I know you have uh, a 1230 here. So what I want to do here is just, you know, let everybody know where they can find you. Obviously, LaTerrain.com uh, or DGDpodcast.com to find the website. Uh, but where can they find you on social media if anybody has questions? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm pretty frequent on Twitter, um, you know, and that's just at La underscore terrain. Um, or if you want, you can check out our Instagram page. We've been really focusing hard on that. Uh, and that's La Terrain Watches at, on Instagram. And we have content up every single day that you might find, you might enjoy. So definitely check us out. Absolutely. Hey, look, it was a pleasure having you on, obviously talking about La Terrain and, and, and our sponsorship partnership together. Uh, so look, anytime you want to come on, feel free. Uh-huh. Look, if you got a new design, you want to talk about it, Absolutely. let me know. I'll do my, like I said, I'm going to do my best to, uh, to, you know, to market it. But, you know, as the owner, 
feel free to come on anytime you want. Hey, anytime, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, letting me out. It's been great. And uh, go dogs. Hey, go dogs. All right. As I said, lots of rain, guys. You use code DGD for 10% off of your purchase site wide. All right. Obviously, look, coming on to the situation where we have a lot of news to talk about Georgia Bulldogs. And it's important that everybody knows what's going on as we get ready for September 4th. There's a lot of questions. You know, a lot of people here uh, dealing with injuries, right? Uh, most recently, Darnell Washington, Tyke Smith. And that's all the hype right now, uh, considering those two marquee names. So definitely want to hear more about that right there. Uh, Kirby Smart had talked about, you know, being day-to-day, um, being day-to-day, looking at, you know, the foot injuries that they're both having right now. My, you know, you have to kind of take the coach's word, but there is some hesitancy, right, that, you know, it may not be, um, you know, that that great of a, a feel to it. But Georgia fans shouldn't be worried. I mean, they should be worried, but they shouldn't be so worried uh, because the depth that Todd Hartley has recruited behind Darnell Washington, look, there's a name that people, if you're not familiar with, I highly suggest you do so immediately, and that's Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, in my opinion, will cause problems, and it's major. And it's basically going to be problems for the linebacking core for Clemson. And here's why: he has speed and route running that will cause fits for the middle of the field. And let's be honest here: I love what Clemson does defensively as a, from their linebacking core uh, from a run game perspective. But when it comes to coverage, I feel like that's where you can find a soft spot in the Clemson defense which is why I think you can seriously say that Brock Bowers might be a problem there. Also, you know, losing Tyke Smith in the star position, there's a player called Latavius Brini. And if you're not familiar with him, go back to Cincinnati and watch the game. More than comfortable sitting there playing the star position, which I, like I said, I expect uh, Tyke to take over in the star, most important spot on the defense. Brinney played that well, very well last year. So I'm not as 100% concerned like everybody else that, I can, that you can hear on social media. But it's definitely a concern because you want, you want to be at 100%. You want to have your best guys available to play. And right now, we don't have that. So I understand that there is some concern, but it's not the end of the world. It, it's really not. Also taking into what we've got at the running back position, a lot of people – you know, it's so I, – I myself have gotten carried away with this. Definitely carried away with how potent our offense is expected to be from a passing game standpoint. Don't forget we're RBU for a reason, guys. We, we are RBU for a reason. That also means you have Zeus, James Cook, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, and Dejon Edwards all ready to go. And so I, I expect our running back room to have a big game as well. Uh, you know, let let Clemson sit there and try to push five in the box. If you do that, our running backs are going to be able to run down your throat, and it's going to be easy. I look at I look at Clemson's defensive line, and their and I really look at their ability to get to the quarterback. And from a pass rushing standpoint, that is their threat from the front four. Really, front seven, if you want to be honest with you. After that, I, you know, I, I take I take into context. What they try to run defensively, if if they run if they want to run you know, and open the box, Georgia's got the running backs to do it. But I'm telling you right now, 
don't sleep on our running backs out of the backfield or put him in the slot against a linebacker or whatever the case may be. I think you might see that, uh, you know, and I think you look at guys like Kenny McIntosh, uh, definitely is kind of one that has that blend where, you know, from a defensive standpoint, if he's in the game, you don't really know what he's going to do. Uh, you know, you can't tip your hat off, hey, it's a pass play. Hey, it's a run play. You don't know that with Kenny McIntosh in there. You don't really know about it with Kendall Milton either, uh, which, you know, but when you look at James Cook and Zamir White, you know, looking from a passing standpoint, James Cook might be the best receiving running back we have, period, and there's no question about it. And, and Zeus is probably our true run threat. But if you watch G-Day, you saw a lot of passes going out to the wide or from from the uh, backfield. That right there opens up the idea that you know maybe Zeus goes out there and runs a bubble route. Maybe he goes out there in the slot and kind of does a you know like a slant or something. Who knows, right? There's so many different options. Make our running backs become a threat in the game, in the pass game. It opens up eventually. It will open up uh, plays you know for guys like Jermaine Burton. Or, you know, you look at Arik Gilbert, if he arrives, you know, Tom, I don't think he comes for this game, but it is what it is. You, you know, you open up for Arian Smith, you take the top off, right? Keep teams coming down, crashing to you, you know, and then you just beat them deep. I, I expect Arian Smith to have a at least one big catch, uh, maybe even a touchdown catch off of a long ball uh, from JT. I expect that to happen. But all of this, you know, all of this talk about running game, and, and past game and opportunities and potential here, it all stems on one question and one position, and that's the offensive line. And obviously with Warren Erickson having a hand injury, uh, is he going to be ready, right? This is the big question. Uh, and if that, you know, the question stems from that, what is our front five going to look like? What's it going to look like? You start to really get concerned about that. Uh, you know, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be the end of the world. It's going to cause us some problems potentially because Clemson's front four is a, is a is a tall task for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're Georgia, Alabama, they're going to cause problems. Front set Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee, KJ Henry, those guys are going to cause problems. That's why experience matters here, guys. You look at Jamari Sawyer. Could Jamari Sawyer play center? It helps. It helps. And the reason why is because you have that experience to call the plays and set up you know, from an offensive standpoint, set up, you know, set the play, uh, you know, and the protection, right? You set the protection. Uh, you know, you could move. I don't know. I don't think you see Mims only outside at left tackle, uh, you know, but who knows? Maybe you look at Xavier Trust. Xavier Trust seems to have been having a great camp, right? A great camp. Maybe that's the move. Maybe you sit there and you put him in uh, to start at left tackle. Look, I think he, I think that's more than capable of doing it for, you know, for one game. Like I said, experience is going to matter here, guys. It really will uh, matter, and and it could be the deciding factor for who wins this game. Obviously, tons at stake here for this game in Charlotte. After that, our, look, our schedule kind of dies down significantly. You, on paper, there's not a lot of true threats here. I look at Kentucky as being a, a, a trap game, per se. You know, Florida, you know, all the way down to Florida and Jacksonville, you know, people look at that game, you know, from a media standpoint, you know, the mainstream media, you look at teams so like, oh, Florida's going to be a problem, things like that. Look, if you've listened to me, you understand. I don't think I don't think Florida ends up nowhere close to the top. I think they finish fourth. I think they finish fourth. 
just trying to replicate the production that they lost is going to be too much to ask. You can't look at Emory Jones and, and feel comfortable, at, at least in my opinion. And this is me taking the red and black cap off, guys. Looking at that team, I don't know if Emory Jones has it in him to, you know, to find the, you know, and do they even have the talent at receiver? I know they got Copeland uh, shorter. You know, that's going to be interesting there. But I, I'm telling you, Kentucky, guys, Kentucky is the team to watch out for in the SEC East because I think with Levis there, uh, Levis, the Penn, tra- uh, Penn State transfer, being named the starter, I'm telling you right now, I think with, with Stoops there, they're going to have a passing game. And I've been saying this for months now. If, they, if Kentucky can get an established passing game, it doesn't even have to be a great passing game. If they can move the ball and continue drives, that will be an enough problem right there to have you know potential upsets and cause enough noise to finish second. Now, look, they've got some some legal stuff going on right now uh, that they've got to get squared away, and it, who knows what kind of impact that's going to have. Uh, I, I want to talk to a Kentucky folk, uh, somebody from that covers Kentucky, and find out exactly the impact of this because you know trying to look into the players. You know, obviously we're, we're a Georgia fan here, but nonetheless. You know, maybe that's something that you have to keep an eye out for that could have a potential impact on that. I look at the game with Kentucky versus Missouri early in the season. I think whoever wins that game is going to finish second. I, I just see Florida's schedule really being too difficult for them to overcome as well because, look, you you bring in Alabama week three, but you also bring in LSU, which with Max Johnson is going to be a way better team, way better team. Also looking into it, like I said, you played Georgia in Jacksonville. I think Georgia easily went, walks away with that game. Real, I just really do. And this, yeah, just what Georgia brings back with what Florida is having to replace is just too much, just too much. But then you could you could see Florida lose either one of the two games here between Mizzou or Kentucky. You know, looking at Kentucky under, and understanding what their defense is made of, of mauling front uh, front four on the defensive line. Big boys on the defensive line. Stingy secondary play. Stingy secondary play, guys. They led the SEC in interceptions last year and takeaways. That should go – it went unnoticed in my opinion. It should be very well stated that they did this. It's important to know that. But also looking at the situation where their linebacking courts, sure they lost some people, but they brought back – or they're bringing in from the transfer portal, Jock Jones from Ole Miss. Ole Miss is leading tackler. Now, obviously, they play, he played for Ole Miss. Ole Miss's defense is eh, eh, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But leading tackler is going to be a, a big deal anyway. That being said, I think Kentucky gives Emory Jones enough problems to where you might see Kentucky beat Florida. And that's that's already three or four losses there. So I, I just don't see Florida – you know, they may finish third, in my opinion, you know, at most, I think third. Uh, you know, I, I have them finishing fourth, but, you know, I think Kentucky and Mizzou might be year two and three outside of Georgia, obviously being at the top. I think our schedule, look, Georgia's schedule, guys, the SEC East in itself is kind of down, and it's a weird feeling, uh, you know, with Florida having to replace so much. New coaches at Kentucky, not, I mean, not Kentucky, but uh, new faces, uh, South Carolina, Tennessee. You know, you look at Missouri with Eli, I think that's going to be a nice program. And it just takes a little bit of time, and we'll have to definitely see what uh, Drinkwitz looks like in year two. But what does this mean for Georgia? I think it gives Georgia the opportunity to, you know, experiment. 
on the offensive line uh, throughout the season, right? Everybody understands the importance and significance of this first uh, first week game against Clemson. You, ha- you know, it's a, it feels like a must win for Georgia. Uh, really, for both teams, it's a must win because of the playoff ramifications, right, and, and how it impacts the rest of your season. That being said, after Clemson, it, this gives you know this gives Georgia the opportunity on the, along the offensive line to experiment and find the find the right five, right? You look at uh, Mount Mims. I think Mount Mims will be your left tackle before the season end. You look at you know Owen. Uh, you know who is who's going to be your you know center, right? If if uh, Erickson, right? I think Erickson comes in and takes that center spot. Uh, but you know if you have uh, Jamari Sawyer there. You know, that gives you some time, right, to, you know, if because, like I said, Jamar is a very smart kid, and he's still a great uh, leader on that offensive line. So you put him in there for Clemson, let Erickson get ready, and don't rush him, right? Uh, you know, Ratledge at right, uh, right guard. Uh, you know, you can side Xavier Truss out to right tackle. Uh, you know, you know Schaefer or, you know, there's so many different options that we have after the Clemson game. It gives Matt Luke some time to sit here and experiment and find the right five, find the best positions for these guys, and provide the best product from an offensive line perspective uh, for the Georgia football program. Uh, you know, looking at that right there, like I said, these are the big questions here, but also kind of rotate around to the defensive side of the ball. You look at the defensive side of the ball, obviously, the questions with Tyke, you know, how long is he going to be out, right? It's, you hear day to day, you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll, this is to find out, but there's not like it's not like Georgia doesn't have a lack of talent in around the secondary. Like I said, Brainy playing star makes the most sense. I think he can actually cause problems for Justin Ross because he'll be in the slot. Uh, you know, Tyke look, Tyke is a, a short, a shorter uh, run type. You know, run defense type star in my opinion. And, and you know, watching some of the stuff at West Virginia, you saw how he how well he was to come in. Uh, willing he was to come down and run support, uh, you know. But what happens in, in you know against Clemson and Justin Ross? If Justin Ross comes out of the slot, that could definitely cause some problems for Georgia defense. And you take a you take a guy like Latavius Brindy, which is longer, he's more physical, like but I mean like off the line, right? Making you know making Justin Ross have to work and, and disrupt timing, things like that, could could actually do us better against Clemson. Ultimately, I do want to see Tyke Smith uh, take over that star position role. But look, this is a good problem to have. It's, it's depth and quality depth at that, and, and it's honestly for for you know for Georgia, right, or teams that are going for a national title run and a serious national title run at that. It's something that you have to have because injuries are going to happen. Look, I understand the li- injury list that we're seeing right now with only a couple weeks before the game. But you, if you sit here and you look at the quality depth behind these guys, it, it definitely sucks. It definitely sucks seeing these guys on the injury report. I understand that. I'm not discrediting that. But what we have, we have talent and extremely, like, extremely talented guys behind these guys that are ready to play. And I think Kirby is going to get all these guys ready to go. Like I said, Brock Bowers is going to be a problem. You know, obviously you look at Darian Kendrick. I think you have to start him, uh, you know, but look at Keely Ringo, Amir Speed. Amir Speed's waited his chance. He's waited around, you know, got some reps, things like that. I, I, you could see Amir Speed take that role. You know, you could see Keely Ringo take that role. 
you know, that's the question here. Obviously, as camp rolls on, look, scrimmage tomorrow, you know, definitely kind of interesting to see how this plays out. You know, what happens with the injuries? You know, let's just hope that injuries, that more injuries don't come of this. But we need to sit here and kind of play it hard because that's just how we have to do if we want to win a title. So, you know, looking at that right there, definitely think that it's something that we have to figure out. We have to let these guys get reps. You know, I think you're going to see this kind of competition still play out. Uh, you know, obviously, especially at the, in the cornerback, in the secondary, right? You have to. Uh, you know, you look at guys like Ringo, like I said, elite, elite talent. Elite talent. Nylon Green, I, you know, I, well, there's so many names. But, you know, is Amir Speed going to start beside Darian Kendrick? Or do you think that, you know, Ringo starts? These are questions that we're going to have to see as the, you know, as the weeks come on, obviously, towards September 4th. What happens? You know, I, I think it's telling what happens uh, come tomorrow at the scrimmage. Uh, so, you know, looking at that right there, uh, I'm excited to see what happens at our scrimmage. You know, I mean, I'm looking at comments here. Uh, Jay Shipe says Fitz will be a surprise of the game, and he very well might could be. A lot of people sleep on him because we have Darnell Washington, but Fitz, you know, Fitz is a good damn receiver. He's a good tight end. He can block, and he can, re- and he's a good receiver. So you know, he's kind of that overall all around guy. And look, I understand when you have a guy like Darnell Washington, how you can kind of put him on the back burner. But this is where it comes back to: hey, quality depth, quality talent at these positions are going to be key. And obviously, if Darnell's not able to play in Clemson uh, against Clemson, I should say, then you look at Fitz and you look at Brock Bowers. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to have. So definitely going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, you know, obviously, as the season comes, gets closer. Look, guys, we are 15 days away from this recording uh, until the start of the season uh, in Charlotte. I'm excited. I know you're excited. Uh, but definitely it's just still some, you know, still some things that Georgia has to get worked out here. Uh, and, and it's going to be interesting to see and what comes of it. Uh, but moving on to a different topic here, we're going to talk NIL. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with it, JT Daniels uh, inks a deal with uh, an autograph company, uh, basically $100 per signature uh, for exclusive six or six months, uh, six month contract there. Uh, you know, analyst, I think I thought I saw something about an analyst said that it potentially could be upwards of seven figures, uh, but also heard that uh, JT had mentioned sharing half with the teammates. And if you listen to the show yesterday, you understand how big of a deal that is for the scope of NIL and what it means to college football. A lot of people, you know, you don't hear about people sharing their money like that. So to me, first off, that shows the character of JT being a team player. To me, that speaks more than just football that, you know, obviously, you know, you look at the, every kid has the opportunity now to, to make a profit and, and, you know, use their name, image, and likeness, uh, you know, with a chance to benefit from it. And, and as, if you listened yesterday, you understand how I am an advocate for that. I want kids to have that opportunity, but doing it the right way, you know, there's always going to be good and bad with something. Uh, You know, you start to worry about how kids are going to get, you know, kind of have a feel for this predatory type uh, thing coming with NIL. You know, that's why the compliance is so key here. But, you know, kind of going back to JT Daniels, like I said, that is a team player. If I've ever heard it, when you sit there and you can make that much money, but you're going to share half of it. The plan to share half of it is it's just brilliance. And like I said, that speaks more than uh, just what kind of football player he is. That's a true testament to his character. And I applaud that 
100%. And also looking at some NIL, though, you know, um, obviously he also got uh, partnered with Zaxby's. I'm not a – look, I, I love my Chick-fil-A. Uh, you know, I don't really like Zaxby's, but it's always cool to see, a, like I said, a fellow uh, Georgia player getting those uh, partnerships, things like that. So obviously JT getting that right there through uh, Zaxby's. Uh, you know, also you look at, you know, iconic brands. I'm going to give them a shout out. Look, if you're not familiar with the 7-6, you know, familiarize yourself with 7-6, but also iconic brands. Uh, you know, several players created merch. Uh, Zeus, uh, Kendall Milton, you know, just a couple there. Uh, you know, so definitely, you know, looking at the, these guys taking their opportunities uh, to profit off of it. And I can't be more happy to see these guys doing it, uh, doing it well and getting, you know, getting the, opportunity that they deserve uh you know so i'm very excited to see what's going on there with nil but i definitely want to make sure that you know i I hope that you know kirby and whoever's you know their you know their marketing department whoever it is uh definitely want to make sure that they're staying on the same page here focus on football focus on what you you know how you got this opportunity uh before you make your money you know so definitely you know hopefully that the kids are doing it the right way you know, like I said, I'm glad that they have that opportunity. Uh, you know, look, I want to sit here and take some time to reflect on this season so far. <laughs> I know kind of transitioning here all over the place, it feels like. But look, this season has been insane. And, and we're so focused for September 4th. But there is a lot of things to go on here. And it starts tonight. And that is high school football, guys. Uh, look, I know – up here in North Carolina, you're looking at a couple big games that I'm kind of keeping my eye out for. Uh, Paige and Dudley look had Coach Anderson on earlier uh, in a recent episode, you know, talking about Dudley football. I had uh, Grimsley versus uh, Clayton, I think it is, uh, with Coach Rigsby there. Everybody knows Travis Shaw, uh, so definitely going to be interesting to see there. Uh, Jamal Jarrett is another name that you keep on. Hey, Terrell Anderson, guys, 2024 receiver. Terrell Anderson, I'm going to give him a shout-out because I do this for my local boys. Terrell Anderson is going to be a problem. I promise you that, and it's a name that I would suggest Georgia fans get familiar with. Right here in Grimsley, 6'3", going to be a problem. I'm just going to leave it there. Familiarize yourself with these names. Look, everybody knows Shaw, Jamal Jarrett, Terrell Anderson, Tamori Thompson. Look, if if I had my way with it, Tamori Thompson, give, give my man – Look, Jesus Christ, give him three extra inches of height, and this guy's getting looked at by Georgia, in my opinion. I love what he's about on the football. His product of work, work ethic, motor, perfect fit for Georgia. The height's not there. This is the sad part. This is the rough part about, you know, recruiting and things like that. You know, size matters. I hate to say it, but size matters. Um, but, look, kid's going to go – wherever he goes, it's going to be a, a situation where – He'll the coach that gets him is going to be happy. Let's just say that. So, you know, let's kind of transition down into the state of Georgia. Look, Buford versus North Cobb and Jefferson versus Raven County are probably two of the big name uh, games down there. Right this year, uh, obviously, from a Georgia standpoint, you look at Buford, right? Buford and North Cobb, there's so many D1, ta- there's so much D1 talent down there. But then, obviously, you look at Raven versus Jefferson. You sit there, you have Malachi Starks for Jefferson uh, and obviously Gunnar Stockton uh, for Raven County. But look, 
I'm going to, I'm going to take a little moment here to talk about Buford, right? There's somebody there. Uh, it's called Juan Daniels and Juan Daniels guys. Remember starting here, I'm going to make this announcement and keep bringing this up starting September 2nd, Juan Daniels on the show with me, every episode doing a preview review, uh, basically the content, right? I'm just going to let you know now, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun time. And like I said, I'm proud to have him on and looking forward to this hundred percent of the way. But what I'm going to do now, look, I'm going to end the show, but I'm going to stick around after this and do a little Q and a baby. So with that being said, look, thanks for listening. Make sure you like subscribe on YouTube, uh, daily motion, uh, definitely listen wherever you get your podcast, follow Apple podcast. Give us a review five stars preferred subscribe, you name it. Thanks for tuning into the DGD podcast. Go dog.